to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcome you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Golgi Keith film pick of the week, Killing Ground, from 2016, directed by Damien Power. Must have gotten that from The Simpsons. Max Power, saw it on a hair dryer. <laughs> oh, Homer, you scat. Anyway, we are joined, of course, by the returning, the bold and beautiful, the Golgi Keith. Hello, everybody. Yes, indeed. I am back. I'm not black. I'm not smoking crack either. Um, what, what is going on no, tonight? No. Yeah, well, well, welcome to Talking Terror. Black don't crack. That's all I know. <laughs> well, it from my it's not black don't crack. <laughs> yes, he is returning. He is not smoking crack. Uh, but we are heading to the Outback. Crikey. For uh, Killing Ground, a little later on in the show, place I didn't think I was going to have to go back to, but we're going to talk about that later on in the show. We're going to be joined by the Dean, I'm sure, at some point, but of course, we're joined by the psychotic simian, the Prince one more day. Yes, get fucking with the monkey. Oh, that's right, King. You're the talking terror time, baby. Everybody's go-to podcast for horror news and movie reviews from your future podcasters, the Talking Terror crew, baby. If you can't catch us live, you can always listen to any of our many episodes for free on Spotify and iTunes. We are able to provide all of our episodes for free because of donating members like you. What? You say you're not a donating member? Well, just DM us on the Talking Terror Instagram to find out how you, too, can become a contributing part of the Talking Terror family. Now on with the show. What is up, my friend family? Woo! Woo! Indeed. Coming out the gate. Yeah, always buddy. love it. Coked up monkey is always happy. <laughs> so much energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he always brings it. Always has to. Somebody's got to take the oh, yeah. uh, Gary Busey dick and the cocaine. So he does it. Oh, yeah, that, that, that guy, Busey Cocaine, got to sit and do them rails. Yeah, down to do them. Down to <laughs> North Carolina. Of course. As you know, <laughs> we're joined by the very astute, the very educated, very opinionated demonic dean himself. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for the warm welcoming once again here uh, on Talking Terror to talk about so many different things uh, that surround our genre, uh, both real and fictional, and uh, and in, in joke and jest. Um, joke and that's jest. What we look to, to joke and jest. And that is what we look to deliver to our, our, <laughs> our supportive Talking Terror audience. And we love doing it. And thank you again, Dean, for calling in as host last week. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming out, showing up. Delivering some harmony Great job. acting as host. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, I'm That's saying no. I think <laughs> we had a great episode last week. <laughs> Fantastical. 
Grazie mille. <laughs> so, uh, so that was very cool of you. So thank you for that. Uh, so anyway, before we get into horror news tonight at, with the dean, I think uh, you know the monkey brought it up. I think we need to go to the trailer park and uh, talk about two trailers that dropped. Uh, one being Twisted Metal, <laughs> another being Godzilla minus zero. Uh, since you taking us to the trailer park, monkey uh, one minus you, one. Uh, Minus one. Okay, we're going to start with Godzilla minus one. All right, teaser trailer dropped this week. All right, for Godzilla minus one, official trailer through Toho. So this is super fucking sweet. Okay, and like, it's just with this one, they are taking it back to zero. All right, so they're going to take this, and it's kind of like a reboot, if you will. They're going back to post-World War II and having to deal with the decimation of what happened. You know, King, you and I had a big talk about this last week off the air. About just the sheer destruction of what happened to Japan in, after, you know, during World War II. And this is about them having to rebuild after they've been set to zero, and then having to deal with a giant kaiju attack, which then makes it minus one. So that's where the Godzilla minus one comes in. This is... So this is kind of a reboot. This, so this is not going to be a sequel to Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, but somehow this is supposed to be supposedly tied to Shin Godzilla in some way, shape, or form. Don't really know how. This is just the information I've gotten so far. Watch the trailer. You know, again, it's just a quick, quick 30-second teaser trailer. But still, though, <laughs> just to see Big G going around kicking ass, you know, an actual Godzilla movie, not a fucking anime. You know, fuck you, Toho, for doing those <laughs> three things that you did there. Ah, back to just good big screen Big G, fucking loved it. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> All right. What about you, Ghoul? I know you're a Big G fan as well. What'd you think about the teaser for Godzilla minus one? Yeah, no, I mean, Monkey, without a doubt, is, is definitely the, the, the bigger in, in regards to, you know, kaiju and, and that whole Japanese end of things. But watching that trailer, really? yeah, you know what? It, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkey's Monkey's a little more hardcore on the Japanese end of things. It's because he likes all the porn. Um, and, and, and I'm not into that. <laughs> Is that uh, called Hentai? Yes, Hentai. Yeah, Hentai. Hentai. Yep, that too. You know, like, I, 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 like, I like, instead of tentacles, I like cocks uh, penetrating my vagina. Oh, Locks. do you know? Um, <laughs> oh, my. Absolutely. Uh, and, you and, and, and tight little bungholes. Anyhow, so, uh, yeah, this trailer looked, uh, looked great. It, it was uh, a little, yeah, I guess a little little disorienting at first because it was like, oh, okay, I guess we're going back, like back, back, because everything looks like it's just after World War II. Um, mm-hmm. and, and sure enough, you know, obviously we get a, a gigantic G showing up, and, uh, and, he, and all I know is the look of him. At the end of that up, trailer, G? when there's that quick shot and you just see his face, and it just looks so badass. 
like I like the look of him so far from what like you see in the tease. So so I am looking forward to to seeing what they're gonna bring with this thing. It was better than that weird worm creature in fucking Shin Godzilla, which I, I know eventually into a fucking into a Godzilla, but that weird worm shit was fucking yeah, it was a little out there, man. It's kinda hard to swallow. <laughs> Couldn't swallow uh, the worm? <laughs> nah, Ma. Couldn't swallow nah. the worm. Dean, did you have a chance to check it out? The teaser? Uh, well, well, yes, I did, King. I did have a chance okay, to check it out. Great. And, uh, you know, repeat. I traditionally am, am not the biggest Godzilla fan in the world. I'm sure that's been stated here on the program at different times throughout our history. But with that being okay. said, um, you know, it's truly hard to, you know, get a sense of what this is all going to be about from the 35 or 40 seconds um, you know, it's about, you know, when, when I heard, because I had seen somewhere, oh, the, you know, short Godzilla teaser. Like, it's about what I expected, like, a teaser to be like, like, kind of sets the stage, give you a little glimpse, a little taste. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. You know, will I see this? Probably not. But, you know, I hope that the people that are into it are excited <laughs> and looking forward to it. And I hope they have a great time at the movies. <laughs> yeah. Um... It is a very much a teaser. It's only like 34 seconds, but I had to laugh about it a little bit because I was like, okay, all right, so we're going back. We're going back to World War II when Oppenheimer created the bomb and dropped it. By the way, Oppenheimer not being released in Japan for obvious reasons. Uh, I was like, oh, shit, Toho has a response to Oppenheimer. This is their response. Oh, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. We're going to release this fucking movie about Godzilla being birthed. And then I was like, okay, cool. What if they release it the same weekend as Oppenheimer? Nope, December. I was like, that's a missed opportunity, Toho. You could have released it the same weekend as fucking Oppenheimer. Had complete fucking competition. Oh, you liked Oppenheimer, did you? Check out what they fucking did. They created Godzilla, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, I just, I couldn't stop laughing about it. I'm like, oh, God, Oppenheimer releases on the 21st. What if it releases the same fucking day? Toho's like, yeah, got competition now. This is well, what you did, well, Oppenheimer. <laughs> Well, actually, Godzilla Minus One is going to be released on November 3rd in Japan oh. first. It's the, because okay. this, is going to be, this is going to be the 70th anniversary of the Big G, and it's a, a day in Japan. They call it Godzilla's Day. So that's why it's going to be released November 3rd, and then it's okay. going to be released December 1st in the United States. Oh, very cool. You know, I mean, I'm looking forward to it either way because, I mean, I'm not a huge Godzilla fan, but I do like the movies. Um, but... You know, and especially with Oppenheimer, because it comes out on the 21st, I saw the, uh, the actual reel that they have for IMAX. It's 11 miles long and over 400 pounds. And it almost Dude, didn't I fit saw the ladder. <laughs> right? <laughs> 11 miles long and over 400 pounds. They're like, oh, shit, it almost doesn't fucking fit on the platter. What are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll make it work. Like, <laughs> fucking massive fucking film reel. For the IMAX, I, I couldn't believe that. So, Google and uh, Dean, if you haven't seen that, check it out. It's an amazing fucking picture of this fucking reel on the platter for the IMAX release. It's just huge. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that either way. You know, I'll be seeing Oppenheimer in the theater. And then we're going to see Barbie, too. Yeah, no, I, uh, I know some of the theaters, I guess they're doing, what, 75 millimeter? Um, so, we'll yeah. try to see if mm-hmm. we can find that. And, uh, and if not, then, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to, without a doubt, it's going to be on IMAX. Yeah, you know, it's it's Christopher yeah. Nolan. You know what I mean. So so I know that yep. for the most part yep. it's going to be a, a straight biopic. Um, 
which is a little bit disappointing, only because I love his creativity. Uh, so I guess oh, yeah. really what I'm, I'm hoping to see some cool camera shots, essentially. And no CGI for the bomb. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they pull that off. Because he has said he didn't use any CGI for the bomb. So I'm like, yep. Now I got to fucking see this. <laughs> see how they pull real it off. Real footage, maybe? Using, oh. Yeah, yeah I guess they're going to have to go with like, these real footage. Super, yes, super cleaned up stock footage, probably. From the Los Alamos uh, site. So now that either mm-hmm. way, that's going to be fucking so killer. So looking forward to that. But, um, and then I'll go see Barbie for a palate cleanser. I'll just go see Barbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After Oppenheimer. Ah. You know, yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome. I gotta admit, man, I I gotta admit, but I Barbie is gonna be the movie that's gonna finally get me back into theaters. I've already made a plan, it's uh, wait, Ian is gonna be up for the summer, so (laughs) we like planned this. We're gonna sit there and uh, show him the episode about the toys that made us, show him the Barbie episode. Then we're going to, so he knows about the history, and then we're going to make a day of going to go see Barbie, you know, the three of us. So, yeah. Wait, I just want to I want to jump in and clarify real quick, Monkey, because I don't know if this has been said before. So uh, since the world has reopened, you're saying that you have not yet returned to the cinema? This is going to be your first trip to the cinema post-COVID era? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> there, yeah. There's uh, nothing... There's nothing that's come out in the last two or so years since the world has been, you know, operating as if as, as if normalcy has returned that has pulled you to the theater. There's been one or two films out there, but at the same time now, all you have to do is like wait t- two months and then it drops on digital, you know. And yeah. So, yeah. you know, so it's not it's not like when we were kids where we had to wait, you know, like you know, months and months and months for it, or possibly years for it to come out on VHS. They, they're rushing stuff so quick now to digital that it's, you know, it's, you know, it's not really worth the trip, in my opinion, to a theater just because, uh, like we've talked about it before, you know, the ghoul loves the atmosphere and stuff like that, you know, and the sound. But at the same time, it's like when I go, though, it's like I miss the clarity of a TV versus the fuzziness of a screen, and the king knows I always have to get up and pee and smoke. <laughs> so I'm oh. always missing shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why yeah, I go wow. you know, have to wait. Dude, don't, yeah, I'll never be able to go to movies with you, bro. <laughs> like, that'll just never happen. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, 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 no. That's like, yeah, yep, like... I have finally, like, gotten to the point where at least I can accept, like, Sam or somebody. Like, if she has to go up to go to the bathroom, like, it's like, all right, I get it. You're a kid. you got to go to the bathroom. But, like, if you're a grown-ass adult and you can't fucking do like, an hour, to, an hour and a half to a two-hour fucking movie without needing to piss or smoke, man, yeah, don't come to the fucking theaters. Like, at dude, all. Dude, dude, I, 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 hear, I hear you loud and clear, but the, the, there's only one time that I can think of in, in the movies that I've seen in the theater where it was a struggle. And that was in the return of, was it the, the final, uh, the final um, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings return movie. Of the King? Yeah. Three the hours. final Lord of the yeah. Rings movie was, was tough. You know, that was a tough one. I remember when, you know, because especially because that movie felt like it was ending like three or four different times. 
so you were starting to like relax a little bit. You started to like relax and be like, all right, like it's coming to an end now. Uh, I'll be able to go to the bathroom soon. But then like it would like it just led to like another conclusion to to another conclusion. I went to the six times to see Endgame. Six times, okay? That's a three-hour film. So each time, yep. three hours. And I think out of all of them, there was only the one time, I think that was the fifth time, which is when I went by myself to go see it. And uh, I think that's the only time where I was finally like, ah, you know what, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I think there might have been like one other person in the theater, so I knew I wasn't disrupting anybody. And again, I'd seen the movie four other fucking times. So I went, took a piss. I think I called Bonnie back on the phone or something, and then I went back in and saw it. <laughs> I, overall, I might have missed like ten minutes of that viewing, but you know, but, but, but that was it. Aside from that, nah, man. My yeah, ass I... is like stuck to – even if I have to piss, my ass is – Glued to the seat. I will hold it in. It will go away. <laughs> I don't get up either, man. That don't, don't happen with me. <laughs> no, no. He, he gets up. He leaves. No, I don't get up either. Like, um, even with the Batman, when that came out, it was two hours and 55 minutes. I fucking babied that fucking soda the entire time. I was like, you are not fucking going down, man. Like, I'm just going to sip it, <laughs> and I'm not going to fucking piss. I'm just going to sit here through the entire fucking thing, and then when it's over, I'll go piss. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I do not want to miss a second of it. I, I can't, because like, I'm going to be like, fuck, I just missed an important plot point. <laughs> now I'm all lost. I'm going to have to wait for it to come on digital. So, no, I, I'm there. You know, it probably also doesn't hurt that, like, I guess with my job, my body's kind of trained to also not do that. Because um, a lot of times True. I'll be yeah. down in, like, a basement or something like that, and it's like getting up to go to the bathroom is kind of, like, like, some of the guys, and they're fucking gross. I think it's absolutely disgusting. They'll piss in bottles in the work truck just because they don't oh, want to ask no. a customer to use the bathroom. And it's like, motherfucker, oh, that's, that's what toilets are for. <laughs> you know, like, I think it's utterly <laughs> retarded. I'm more of the mindset of just not wanting to be bothered to piss. So I'll be, like, mm-hmm. in the middle of working, and, like, if it comes up, it's like, unless it's so pressing that, like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to piss myself, it's like, nah, it'll go away, and then I'll fucking, you know, and then the problem is, is I'll end up leaving, and I'll be, like, on the road somewhere, and I'll be like, oh, fuck, now I really got to pee real bad, but I'll do it at the <laughs> next house. By the time I get to that house, I don't have to pee anymore. Yep, no, all you right. forget about it. Just set it into a riveting story. <laughs> So, uh, all right, so Monkey, yeah, I know he's probably going for a piss break, but Monkey, next trailer in the trailer park, Twisted Metal, Pinch coming on yes! at the end of the month. Well, all right, yeah. so start it off. Yeah, Twisted Metal, it's dropping series on Peacock. Uh, you know, it's going to have Anthony Mackie from the Avengers movies in there. And it's just cards, explosions, post-apocalyptic shit. You know, the fa- the fact that you're throwing, a, like, you know, as soon as, you know, the trailer opens up and, you know, see a fucking Mitsubishi Lancer, you know, just driving and drifting and shit like that. I was like, I'm in. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and fucking Samoa Joe is sweet tooth. All right. <laughs> Hell Voice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's just, it. and it's just Samoa Joe. I think like he's always been great on the mic as far as like speaking shit and whatnot. Yeah. The problem is oh, though, he's not talking. The, nope, it's Will Arnett. Yeah, uh, yeah no, oh, they got Will Arnett doing his voice. Will, Samoa Joe yep. is uh, doing the body, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of uh, disappointed by that. 
You know, like, not Me because too. I think yep. Bojo is great on the mic or any shit like that. But just because, listen, you're going to make this poor guy fucking act this role. Okay, this poor bastard's got to walk around without a fucking shirt, this fucking mask on his fucking face and shit, and you can't even let this poor guy fucking be the one to get his speaking lines. That's like Darth fucking Vader and James Earl Jones, you know? Like, that's just unfucking fair Well, that's also because the guy yeah. that was in the Super Dark Vader was too fucking polite when he fucking gave his lines. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're not wrong. He had a fucking polite British <laughs> accent, but you know. <laughs> Hello, I'm gonna stab everyone now. <laughs> terribly Hello. sorry. Terribly sorry. So sorry that I'm gonna oh. destroy your planet. It's a shame, really. Um, but it's gonna happen. So, thank you. I am the paternal donator of your sperm to your mother's egg. <laughs> no. <laughs> So sorry, Luke. But I am your father. It's terrible, terrible news right now. I know, I know. But let's have some tea and we'll talk. It's fine. It's fine. Really, really. The emperor really isn't that bad. He's fine. I mean, he's a little evil, a little evil, but it's okay. All right? We're going to be okay. <laughs> but now look, so, you know, we, we I'm British, and we all know for our inbreeding, Luke. But we really need to talk about your sister. That's a little bit too close. We usually at least go first cousin or later. That's just a little bit too close. <laughs> I mean, Luke, you kind of kissed her. I saw it happen. That's not cool, man. It's not cool. It's not fun. Why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> so uh, go, you're trying you so hard not to go, Loomis. <laughs> yeah. Damn you! But, uh, but then, why did you kiss your sister? It's evil. But then, uh, but then also with them casting Samoa Joe, though, all I could also think about was, fuck, man, did they have to do this in like five minute takes and stuff like that? Just because, like, oh, just I'm when sure. he's walking to the ring, he's already like dripping he's with fire. He hasn't even done anything <laughs> yet, man. Super fucking winded. <laughs> All right, let me just uh, catch my breath real quick. What do you think about the Christmas medal? Uh, <laughs> you know, you like again, it? I, uh, okay. it's funny. I haven't, like, you know, I haven't been really paying much mind on it other than whenever we talk about it on the show, so I really haven't looked into it uh, at all. Um, so when I saw recently, I, I caught something where it was like, yeah, coming July 27th, you know, and, and then I, I, I read, too, that they're dropping all ten episodes. So it's going old school. Oh, Netflix. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're getting everything on uh, on day one. So so the whole season all out for you. Uh, I was like, shit, look at that. It went, you know, from, from fucking nothing to all of a sudden being there. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect them to say that it was a comedy, which is what I saw right. when I caught like the little article that had mentioned the show. Uh, so watching the trailer, I was kind of, I guess, expecting something to be more light and comedic. And what I ended up finding was something quite dark and, and still with, you know, obviously touches of humor, but I was liking what I saw. So I am very much looking forward to, to actually checking this out now, more so than I was just knowing, you know, that, that it was coming. Mm, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, did, did, did you yeah. check it out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you check Dean? it out, uh, trailer, Dean? Uh, I had an opportunity to check out the trailer. And, you know, uh, in thinking about this, uh, 
going back, um, the game was not a game that I was into. Uh, just like kind of like wasn't my thing. Like I knew of it, the the imagery. Uh, I feel like the imagery from it in that era of gaming is quite iconic and like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> forget about this series and having seen different articles about it as it's been being created. Uh, if I had not seen or heard uh, the name Twisted Metal in 20 years and you're Twisted Metal, like I would know exactly, and you just said, hey, do you know what Twisted Metal is? I would know exactly what you were talking about. I would be able to picture some of the imagery from the game. Uh, it just wasn't my thing. Um, with that being said, you know, I didn't put too much uh, detailed or um, details not the right word. I didn't put too much in-depth thought into my feelings surrounding the trailer because it's just kind of like not my thing. Um, I know this is going to be for Peacock. I checked out the trailer. Like it, it, like it looks fun and it looks cool and everything. Like if you're, I would imagine that if you were like a big fan of the game and think of the game with like a sense of nostalgia, that you would be really looking forward to this and happy about it. I, I suppose. Um, but you know, I know that. There were many uh, variations and versions and sequels and spinoffs of the game. Uh, and those, similar to what I said for Godzilla, you know, for those that were super into it, um, you know, I hope that they are looking, they, that they've seen this and are excited and are looking forward to it. And I hope that it delivers the, the, the thrill ride that they're, that they're looking for. Yeah. And similar to you, Dean, like I never played any of the games. I knew of them. I knew it was about Sweet Tooth and the ice cream truck and the evil clown. But other than that, I knew nothing about Twisted Metal other than it was kind of like a racing game. Uh, but when I saw the trailer, like, it got me almost right away because it was funny. Like, Anthony Mackie delivering these lines, you know, what's your wish? I just want toilet paper. And he's like, two-ply. I think I could do better than that. Three-ply? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, shit. You know, and, you know, having Sweet Tooth cut off a guy's head. He's like, I've never seen that before. Oh, my God, that was fucking amazing. Like, you know, I just, you know, it was just the comedy sold me. Um, Stephanie Beatriz, I know her from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She was fucking hilarious in that show. So to see her uh, in this one, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm in. She's a great actress, good comedic uh, timing. Anthony Mackie, I've always been a fan of, even before he did, uh, you know, the, the Marvel movies. And, of course, Samoa Joe doing the body work for Sweet Tooth is good. Just a shame that Will Arnett has to do the voice. Uh, give them both. It is, you know, just let the guy have both. <laughs> you know, not to say yeah. he's... he's He's good on the, I think he's decent on the mic, but at the same time, like, let him do both. Like, it's not like he's got this weird fucking accent where it's like, what? I can't understand him. Like, no, you could have him do both. But, you know, obviously, they you know what? Arnett, you know, he mm-hmm. was too winded. He was too winded from having to walk <laughs> right. and do things. So they, could, they couldn't have him do the voice. Oh, <laughs> too tired. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I uh, have to. All right, hold on a second. All right, all right, all right. We're going to get through this. Okay. I'm going to kill. Oh, nope. I might throw up a little bit. All right. Nope. I just I walked a step. That was too much. So, either way, it looks like a ton of fun. I can't wait for Did you guys out. just get Will Arnett? <laughs> I, I mean, if you want to bring him in, it's cool. But, like, huh. It's like, you've been sitting in a chair for five minutes. Why are you so winded? I don't know. I. I, I don't know. It's it, it's hot here. It's hot. Look, like it's sixty-five. Hey, dude, it's, <laughs> it's getting hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, it's something to look forward to. 
Um, all 10 episodes. I can't wait. Thomas Hayden Church showing up, too. I thought that was a nice surprise. So I was like, I think I know who that is. And then they showed it. I'm like, oh, yep. Thomas Hayden Church, same man. From that dreadful fucking Spider-Man 3 movie. But still, can't blame him for that. <laughs> hey, we he, was good. Him he was a good same man. Fucking uh, No Way Home. Hey. Yeah, he did show up in No Way Home. You know, redeemed himself a little bit. Um, so, yeah. So those are the two trailers we checked out. And also... Uh, talking about earlier about bathroom breaks, uh, I went to go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny with my dad. That man took a lot of fucking bathroom breaks. I was like, you are missing half the movie, man. Aww. I was like, you haven't even drank all your soda yet. And he's like, be right back. And he's like, did I miss anything? I was like, yeah, you missed a lot. <laughs> there was some plot points. And he's like, like what? I was like, I'm busy watching the movie. I'll tell you afterwards. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, so was, was it good? I'm like, Yes. <laughs> well, you're going to you went five it, times. Uh, okay, did, hold on. But, but, oh, hold on. So you're 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 saying the Indiana Jones movie was good? Yes, I liked it. Hold on. Did, okay, so obviously the monkey didn't see it. Dean, you went and saw no, it, right? What's that? Indiana Jones. Sorry, you cut for a second. Yes, yes, I sure did see the Dial of Destiny. Yes. Okay, so so then can we discuss this, Monkey, or or Absolute, are you absolutely? Like, King spoiled the fuck out of it last Friday when yep. we hung out. I have absolutely no interest in seeing this movie. Have fun. <laughs> I will be here laughing at all the shit you guys are about to say. <laughs> so, so then there we go. So so since me and the, the the Dean never really got to talk about it all that much either. Dean, what? Well, I'll, let's start with the King. You were already talking about it. So King, what were your thoughts on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? <clears throat> Overall, I enjoyed it. I was able to kind of put the Crystal Skull out of my memory and watch this movie. Um, there was a lot of points in this movie where I'm like, you know what? It kind of feels like the old school Indiana Jones. You know, I, I had problems with uh, Amanda Waller, you know, who plays the, uh, you know, the, the female in the movie, the daughter of Indy's friend. Um, the CG that they use in the beginning, like that, that whole beginning sequence felt like an individual movie. I was like, if they had ended it at that scene, I would have been fine. I'm like, all right, we're out. <laughs> that was perfect. No need to go any further. But the problem with CG is that you can't have the young Indiana Jones voice. You get the old Harrison Ford saying these lines, so it doesn't really match up. Where he's like, hey, I don't really know if I want to go this way. It's like, that's oh, old Indiana Jones. But overall, <laughs> I had a good time with it. It was fun until they hit that twist at the end where I'm like, oh, okay. So we are officially moving on from Aliens to this now. Kind of fun. But at least we found out what happened to Mutt. His, uh, his son, Shia LaBeouf. And I was so happy when I found out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wanted to clap in the theater when they said that line. King so, told me and I started rolling. <laughs> so, go ahead, Ghoul. So, yeah, what do you think about that with Essence? Uh... I mean, listen, you know, I, I love the Indiana Jones. I really do. And, and I have for a very long, long fucking time. Um, you know, Kingdoms of the, the Crystal Skull had come out, and it had been a long time since we had gotten a, an indie film. And I, I remember being excited for it, but at that time thinking to myself, man, Harrison Ford's a little bit old. 
I knew they were bringing this Shia LaBeouf kid in, and, and like, at that point, you know, Shia LaBeouf was being fucking thrust down your fucking throat for every single fucking movie that had any kind of character of that age in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, <laughs> so it kind of, going into Crystal Skull, I already kind of had my arms folded based on that. And then you watch that mm-hmm. movie, and it was like, yeah, no, you, you couldn't even defy my expectations a little bit, could you? You know, the CGI was, was horrid. Um, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> was fucking Shia LaBeouf, doing Shia LaBeouf things throughout the entire movie. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a rebel, but not really am. Uh, precocious rebel, but really at heart, I'm a really a good person. You know, all, all this and that, uh, all, all, all mm-hmm. the things that you would have expected as far as tropes went, all went into that movie. And then at the end, you know, interdimensional fucking space aliens, and that was my biggest fucking thing. Because you know what, man? <laughs> sure, the Indiana Jones movies always had things going on in them that that had nonsensical things occur. But they always felt oh, yeah. like nonsensical things within a realistic realm of, of our world. And, and magic even and when those, those magic and mysticism, exactly. Yes. Like they yep. felt like things like, oh, okay, here's this religious artifact. And, you know, Indy's not going to believe that it does anything at all. But in the end, it turns out to have some magic. Maybe it's not the magic that everybody thought it was going to be. Maybe it wasn't the thing that's going to grant you all of your fucking wishes. And instead, it just sucks your fucking soul, you know, because you you open the thing and you melted all the Nazis. But it was always stuff that wasn't like, like ridiculous. And here with these interdimensional fucking aliens, it was like, nah, bro. Like, nah, I'm done. Closed <laughs> off. So, so I knew coming into this one, like, hey, this is a world in which that occurred. I went into this movie seeing the trailers, seeing things that made me feel like, wow, hey, you know, this kind of, in a way, it kind of looks like they're kind of being a little more careful with it. It's not going to take that that extra further step. This seems like a move, an indie movie more in line with the first three films, except for obviously having the scenes in which you see a young Harrison Ford. Um, so, so I knew there's going to be some major CGI moments. Um, and, this t- I, I, and I enjoy this movie more than Crystal Skull. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's right there with Crystal Skull. Because you know what, man? When you get to the end of this fucking movie and a fucking wormhole opens up in the sky and you travel through (laughs) fucking time, okay, I'm done. I'm done. This is mysticism and magic. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. Belongs in a fucking museum. Okay, and that's where Indiana Jones unfortunately belongs now. In a museum. Because you know what? It is done. It's done. You know, and some of the CGI with the young Harrison Ford stuff, it was like that scene on the fucking train. It was like watching a fucking video game sequence, man. Yeah. It was like, come on. You know, like even the Especially fucking... Especially on top of that even train. The, I, I just watched Temple of Doom a couple weeks ago, you know, and even the fucking falling raft 
from the fucking plane with the dummies inside of it. You know, I was like, look, at least they dropped something out of a plane. Like, come on. Blow a train down and have some real people running on it. Like, it's not even really Harrison Ford on the train anyway. You hire stuntmen to do this shit. So you can see mm-hmm. the shots from a distance. It's not even close up. Why didn't it look as bad as Michael Keaton's first shot in Batman? Like, if you know there's that one top down... <laughs> From Batman, yes, Batman is clearly a fucking cartoon for a split second. That's what the sequence on the train looked like times. But yeah, so overall, oh, I feel like more the Crystal Skull. It was nice to see Indy at times in this movie. I will be sad to know that there will be no more Harrison Ford Indiana Jones movies. Chances are the man will be dead. The next time that, you know, we're going to see Indiana Jones, whether it's fucking 10, 20, 30 years from now, it will be a new actor portraying the character. It has to be. If they're going to make any more of them. Yeah, what do you think about it? Uh, I just want to comment on on the ghoul's last statement. Like, I don't necessarily know in in 10, 20, 30 years if there's even going to be a market for things with this particular character, you know? Um, I think when when movie historians look back like I don't know that these that Kiss Crystal Skull or this are, are going to capture the imaginations of a, of a younger audience that's going to be wanting more maybe have cool parents that show them the older stuff but like what the future holds as far as Indiana Jones it's not something like Star Wars you know that will continue to carry on generation after generation I, it's different um as far as the dial of destiny, uh, similar but different to the ghoul, I did for sure enjoy this more than the crystal skull. The mm-hmm. Majorly disappointing to me. Um, I know everybody talks about the, or one actually talks about it, but every article written about it makes it seem like everybody is talk, talks about the absurdity of the, the refrigerator a nuclear blast scene in the beginning. Uh, you know, I talked about this a little bit with the ghoul uh, last week, and upon my getting making preparations to see Dial of Destiny, I've only seen The Crystal Skull the first time I saw it. and was like, well, I'm not going to watch that fucking movie again. And uh, as I was preparing uh, to go to Dial of Destiny, uh, it just so happened that The Crystal Skull was on TV, so let me put it on. And uh, I put it on in the sequence... Uh, in, in the back half of the movie where they're uh, in these vehicles that are trucks but also can be boats and they're racing through the woods and Shia LaBeouf is swinging through the trees with monkeys um, and then uh, then there's aliens uh, and I'm just like it's not you know it's not that in concept it's such it's terrible it's in execution it's terrible it just it was some of the most horrible, like, special effects in CGI or whatever they did. Like, you know, it just all looked so terrible. And, you know, there's a, there's a phrase uh, that I came up with. And I came up with this phrase uh, after seeing uh, the fourth uh, Die Hard film. Um, the one with uh, when, when Timothy Oliphant was the villain. Yeah, what phrase uh, I had? And that... Yeah, live free or die hard, which was fucking absurd. It was fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was so and 
like John McClane is surfing down the wing of a fighter jet that's spinning out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about the Die Hard, the first three Die Hard movies, and I will apply this to the first three Indiana Jones movies, is that they're believable in their unbelievability. Um, yeah. There are things that have happened in all three of the first Indiana Jones movies that are completely unbelievable. But let they're also believable because of the way they're presented to you. And yeah. I think it's a byproduct of technology, and it's a byproduct of what maybe movie modern audience wants. Uh, but this, this frantic, frantic, insanely paced, multiple cutting action sequences that don't fucking stop, uh, that are out of control so much where you can barely get a sense of what's going on, like... Also, uh, and this was after I saw Dial of Destiny, uh, the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, I caught some of that, and I caught some of that right when India's fucking mm-hmm. after the truck uh, yeah. and have that fucking epic fucking sequence with the fucking truck. And, you know, there's but, not one sequence of that that doesn't look fucking real. It doesn't, there's not one part that doesn't look like you can reach through your screen because it, and put because your it was real. on it. No, 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 I know that. I know that. I know that. But that they have gotten, that they have the, especially for a property like this, they have the finest in effects and technology that can be had. And they, it's, they can't get it where it doesn't look like a fucking video game. Um, you know, what my hope was for Dial of Destiny was given that the fact that Harrison, given the age of Harrison Ford now, and this is a conversation that people were having as the Crystal Skull opposed, uh, that the same conversation is happening now. I was hoping for something in its action that was going to be just like a little bit more grounded and like showing the fact that this is an 80-year-old fucking person. They touched on the fact of like the mental aspects of being older and like a college professor retiring, but like maybe is being out his students not paying attention when they used to write love notes to him in their fucking eyelids they don't give a fuck what he's talking about like it was just so like frenetic and absurd and like like just so fast like it was a fucking video game and then of course similar but different to the aliens now we're fucking talking about time travel now we have traveled back in time like and that and, and like just like the ghoul. So that's where I'm just like, what the fuck? And look, we have, we have covered <laughs> hundreds of movies on our on our talking terror program. And beyond our talking terror program, we have all we are movie people. We have seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies. Like I don't know, I, I don't remember specifically from the credits, but there were like five writers on this, or six writers on. This. Yeah. How many punch up writers uncredited there might have been, and it just. In some parts, it just felt like a hodge. Um, the fan service stuff felt like it was crammed in there for it to be there. Uh, so I know it's old man uh, Harrison Ford voice in the in the early scenes when it's a young indie, um, which is which was certainly weird. Uh, it, they got yeah. the physicality, I feel like, a little bit right. Uh, there's uh, I haven't seen the full movie. But Scorsese did that movie with De Niro and, and Pesci a few years ago the called The Irishman that was for Netflix. The um, there's a sequence where like where like a young Robert De Niro 
like the de-aged Robert De Niro goes to like assault someone, but it's like old, but it's like old De Niro body, and it looks like a senior yeah. citizen moving. Like it was just like beyond. <laughs> I felt like they got the movement right with the young with the young Indiana Jones, but the but the fact that you were not able to use computer technology to replicate a younger voice, you have this kind of thick old gravelly voice, not the young youthful voice of Indiana Jones, and. The fact that I truly, like, I saw, like, a big chunk of Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, a day or two after I saw Dial of Destiny, kind of locked that all in for me. So, you know, I know that I'm talking right now, and it sounds like, man, like, you really fucking hated that movie. I didn't really hate it. You know, where there, there were certainly things that I liked about it. And, and, and I walked out of there going, well, I liked it better than The Crystal Skull. Uh, I, I also felt that was, just, that it was extraordinarily long. And, I, and, and granted, I did go. I did go to like a, a ten o'clock show, so like I was struggling to hold on and stay awake at points because it was late. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so I, you know, when all was said and done, like the time travel stuff, like you know that that I was just like, you got, I, I, you got to. This, this is what they came up with. This is what they came up with. Um, <laughs> I, but I was excited. I was excited when he started talking about the whole, like, oh, he was off. He couldn't have taken into account, like, whatever it was, like, the rotation. I was like, oh, nice. They're completely not going to go there. They're discrediting it, and we're never going to find out. And I would have been fucking great with that, just like we kind of never really find out if the rocks in Temple of Doom are magic, or, you know what I mean, or was it just something else, you know, that occurred that made them hot mm-hmm. in Mularam's hands? You know, like, I, I, would have been, I would have been satisfied not necessarily knowing, because that's kind of what Indiana Jones in those first three movies always kind of did. You never really knew for sure. He's the skeptic. Everybody else around him is the ones that are the believers, you know, and they're they're the ones falling for all of this hocus pocus shit. And, and, and uh, he's not. I don't. I don't. I don't know. You can say that about the end. I don't know. You can necessarily say that about the fucking the final act of Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open the ark, man. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. And Doom does take place before that. But we do see yeah, him in Last yeah. Crusade, which, in which he is kind of, again, more of the skeptical Indiana Jones. He knows by that point that shit is a little bit, you know, <laughs> we get that one sequence when they're down there and they're like, oh, what's that? They're like, Ark of the Covenant. You sure? Yeah, we're sure. You know, so, so like, you know, preference <laughs> that. Um, so, so, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And what I was going to say in, in, in response to what you were saying with the, the idea of a more grounded Indiana Jones, being that he's older and everything, if you do that, you kind of replay The Last Crusade because that's kind of what that yeah. movie did. Yeah. It kind of showed you, by g- using his father, the more grounded version of Indiana Jones. You know, at one time, mm-hmm. his father, you know, kind of did things, but now he doesn't do them as much and so forth. So I think they were trying to avoid that. But you're, you're right on everything else as far as the pacing, as I far think, as the I use think, of no, I, what I, what I, what I meant, What I meant by that was that I was hoping that, like, for the age of the character and for the age of the actor, I was hoping for, like, a, just a little bit more realism in the action. Like, we know that Indiana Jones has a history of riding horses. In his advanced age, he's going to ride a horse 
uh, so astutely through a city, down the fucking stairs, into a fucking subway, uh, and, like, jump over the fucking turnstiles. Like, that's the kind of shit that I mean. Yeah. Like, I was hoping for a little bit more realism in the action. Uh, you know, not video game action, which I think is a very... Oh, even when the movie point. became The Fugitive? When all of a sudden we're watching The Fugitive for a little while? In the fucking movie? Where all of a sudden he's accused of murder and running through the streets during a parade? I was like, oh, it's The Fugitive. Good callback. Oh. That's another Harrison Ford movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as far as, like, what you were saying earlier about not knowing whether or not, like, this property will, will you know be of any interest or anything, got to remember something. Disney owns this property. So, and Disney mm-hmm. likes money. They'll figure out some way at some point to bring this back. It's just they'll, they'll sit on it. They'll wait. But this targets the demographic that they do love to grab these days now that they have it, males. You know, and, and that's, that's something that they hadn't had for years. But now between Star Wars, between – you know, freaking uh, Marvel. Marvel stuff, and, and now Indiana Jones. You've got things that target a heavy male audience that will eventually. You'll see they'll get some shit on like Disney XD, where it'll be some cartoon series. They, you know, they'll they'll start it small and work their way up to eventually giving <clears throat> us a, a newer Indiana Jones. It won't be for you and me at all. Whatever, whoever this character will be, whether it's a male, whether it's a female, whatever it is, is not built for us in any way. No, no. It's not going to be for us. It's going to be for the modern audience. But, yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, like we've all agreed, you know, Dean, Ghoul, me, it's better than Crystal Skull. But, like, there were some fun moments, like when he goes to uh, the auction and he's trying to get back to half of the dial and he whips out his fucking whip and he's like, ah, get the fuck back, everybody. And they all fucking get out guns and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I had a genuine laugh during that sequence. I was like, yeah, yeah, you can't, you know, it's not like Raiders where he pulls out the fucking gun and shoots the guy because he fucking had the shit. Because <laughs> Han shot first, yeah. and, and we always know that. Yeah. But it's just, the, like, even despite the whole time travel thing, the ending didn't really feel like a send-off. It didn't really feel like an Indiana Jones send-off. Like, this is the last one, guys. You know, Harrison Ford's out. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm better now, and my hat's outside drying. I'm going to grab for it before I bang Marion again. <laughs> it's like, no. Well, that, not, you know, that's kind uh, of right. what I meant. Like, there's so many writers. Mm-hmm. They they were working uh, on scripts it. for the same and Spielberg was going to direct, and he stepped down, and Mangold stepped up, and I just. I feel like with the ideas and things were good that were going on here, it just in so many ways to me, it just felt like one of those situations where there were just like, just too many cooks in too the kitchen. Too many cooks? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Too many cooks. You're right. Too many cooks in the kitchen. You know? Like, you know, like they, they threw in that uh, short round knockoff, you know, in the movie. You know, that little kid that was working with uh, the guy's oh, that daughter. That was working with, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was and like, okay, like, that's you a short make round this- you want to make this the last Indiana Jones movie, which is what they were talking about, right? Why is Short Round not present at some point? We needed something. It could have been a contact that would have been great. somewhere where Indiana Jones needed to like, get information. You know, how could there not be, like, a newspaper article? You know, Willie Scott passes away. You know, something like that, just to kind of be like, <laughs> remember, 
all these other characters that, that like, this, this mm. entire world is built on. You know, like, maybe you don't kill her because you killed his kid, but, you know, you, maybe she wins an Oscar. <laughs> you know, that there. That like right there is, is its own joke. It's its own joke because fucking Kate Capshaw and Spielberg were married, you know? Like, that's a fucking gag <laughs> right there, man. You know, Willie Scott mm. wins fucking Oscar at whatever fucking, you know, awards show was in that year. Like, there, there were a number I... of little things that they could have just thread in there for just little, little service, man. Maybe you don't I like hear what you're saying. I dig it. No, no, I dig <laughs> yeah. it, too. I'm not. I, like, when I mentioned fan service before, I wasn't saying that in a negative. I was saying the fan service in this one just felt kind of crammed in. Like, they bring Mary in at the last minute to do the same routine they did on the fucking boat in Raiders of the Lost Ark with the elbow and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel that the, back Sala. as far as I feel, yeah, bringing back Sala, um, you know, I had read that he, uh, you know, was they wanted to bring him back just to be a guest uh, at the wedding at the end of Crystal Skull when Andy marries Marion. And he declined mm-hmm. to participate and felt like uh, his character was worth more than just like a guest sitting in a pew at the church. Um, it's true. And he obviously, and he had a little bit more uh, here, but not a whole lot to do. Um, I feel, I hear what you're saying, Ghoul. I feel that um, given how Crystal, of course, with Indian and Marion getting married, I feel like, I feel like the time for, for, um, for Kate Capshaw's character to have some recognition would have been perhaps in the Crystal Skull. Um, you know, not now. I feel like, you know, maybe it would be weird to have not mentioned her at all in that film and then mention her now. Sure round, um, I, I, I don't necessarily know because, see, you know, the, the character in Temple of Doom was such a little kid. And then we didn't hear anything about him at all in, in The Last Crusade. But Last Crusade was at a time when, like, bringing back old properties and fan service and things like that weren't, weren't really a thing at all yet. Um, create creative. Uh, you know, so I, I, I just don't... I hear what you're saying about, like, a thing about winning an Oscar or this and that or, like, a contact. I just, I just don't know necessarily... How it how it fits and and believe me like I'm all for nostalgia and I'm all for fan service. Um, that could know. have been his way into the auction. You could add short round at that fucking auction. Fortune and glory, Doctor Jones. Fortune and glory. He's like, there he is. <laughs> There's my little short round. <laughs> just just needs to show that he still exists in this universe and that he's doing something with himself as opposed to simply being somebody that was there in, in Temple of Doom and is now gone. We get information that fucking dog died. You know what I mean? Or whatever the fuck's yeah. name. Uh, what was his son's name? Yeah, and, and nobody Mutt. liked him. Mutt. Mutt. There you go. Mutt. See, I didn't, even, I didn't even like him enough to fucking remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the and service being, and died. And you know what? You could have could have <laughs> had a Willie Scott reference in this movie. You know why? Because Indy's on the outs with Mary. I'm not saying that you could know this in this film. But he's always on the outs with Marion. So, 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 so he's on the outs with Marion. So what? He, he pines for, like, another girl that he had a short relationship with 40 fucking years prior? 
No, no, he doesn't have to pine for her. I'm not saying she needs to be in the movie. I'm saying that they literally could have just made a slight reference of like, you know, here he is, right, in the midst of a of a divorce because Marion's all upset that because their kid died, right? And there he looks at a newspaper and, you know, he's down on his luck right. and he's fucking shit. And here's a chick that he banged in 1930 and she just won a fucking Oscar. That's all. You know, you don't even need to see her. You can just have a newspaper article. Just a reference that other people in this world still exist. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying bring Kate Cashaw into the movie at all. Would have been a better yeah, ending. Of, yeah, she showed up with Marion. You got to pick one, Indy. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a better ending. What would have been a better ending would be if there wasn't fucking time travel. That's what would have made it a better ending. Yes. Just like a better ending to the Crystal that, Skull that when that fucking with. cartoon monkey swinging through the trees, the fucking alien spaceship taking off through the fucking universe okay. with Don't a bunch of fucking creatures crawling all around. Rude. Okay? No time show. <laughs> no time travel. That would have been I, a better ending. I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring my people into this. <laughs> as stupid as it was, was, as so silly as the time was. That's another thing, too. I love... Dialogue yeah, Destiny was I so just, long. Yeah. It was two hours, 45 minutes, and it was long. But like I said, the time travel might have been stupid, but Mads Mikkelsen fucking sold it. He was so good as the villain in this movie because he was so fucking sure of himself. I got the fucking dial. We're going back. Uh, I'm fucking taking out Hitler, first of all, and I'm going to fucking be the hey, guy because Hitler's a pussy. I was like, I, oh, shit, okay. King, I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because I forgot about that. I thought that... The, the the I thought that the I thought the introduction to that character was interesting mm-hmm. and set up an yeah. interesting adversary adversary excuse me and yeah. I thought that once the film left uh, you know once the film you know landed in the late sixties uh, with an aging Indiana Jones struggling to fit in with the modern surroundings I thought mm-hmm. that his character also uh, was interesting in that era. And I felt that as the film went along, as we got to the back end, I thought he became less interesting as the movie went along. I thought the performance was really good, and I thought there was the potential for a really great villain. Uh, but by the end, I wasn't feeling it as I was earlier on in the movie. Oh, see, I kind of liked it. Like when he starts to fucking panic on the fucking plane... He's in his fucking Nazi garb, and he's like, oh, shit, we got to go. we got to go. Turn it around. Turn it around. Like, we can't now. We're, we're here in this fucking battle. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck. Like, just his panic was so great because he thought he had his shit all yeah. together, man. Indiana Jones, like, you don't, man. You don't. You're out of control. Uh, in the end, though, he, he did have it right. But, uh, you know, like, I, I, I like Mads Mikkelsen. I'm, I'm a fan. Um you know, of him uh, you know, from, from from other properties, Rogue One, Hannibal, and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, Hannibal. Uh, I just didn't understand, like, like I was waiting for the moment in which, like, the reveal would occur, in which, like, his face was fucked up or something after taking mm-hmm. the fucking sign to the head earlier in the movie. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, like, I, I, honestly, I was expecting almost a Red Skull-level fucking, you know, <laughs> I, because, of, because, of, because of what we got in Crystal Skull, 
I like could set myself up thinking like, oh, okay, they're gonna go like fucking real bizarre with this one, and like maybe that's what he's trying to do. Like he wants to go back in time just to fucking fix himself or some shit. But uh, but no, we never really get like he, there's no physical like showing that he took a fucking sign while being on a train <laughs> yeah, at high speed to the face. That otherwise would have left any other human being's fucking brain splattered on the side of the fucking countryside. Nope. He was okay. It's Mads Mickelson. It's fine. I just love every fucking scene he has, Indiana Jones has with him. He's like, you're a fucking Nazi. He's like, no, I'm not. Prove it. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're a fucking Nazi. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm just a scientist. I'm German. <laughs> you know? Then he's fucking breaking out the fucking Nazi uniform at the end. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this character is so good. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed him as the foil for Indy. You know, in every corner, then Antonio Banderas shows up, and he's like, hey, I've been your friend for years, right? I'm like, oh, this guy shows up. <laughs> I was waiting for that to be a turn. You know, like, it's, like right? that, that's the thing. Yeah, there's, always, yeah. there's always somebody that turns on Indy in these movies, you know? Always, and, like, Antonio Banderas shows up with this, like, cameo, and it's like, oh, this like, the first thing, like, wait, I, I might have even said it out loud. I, I took Samantha to see this with me, and she, she has never seen an Indiana Jones movie at all. Like, I didn't, I didn't preempt oh, her, wow, like, okay. with anything at all. Um, right, right. We just went to go see this. Now, her opinion, she liked it. She thought it was a little confusing, but she did overall enjoy the movie. I'm actually looking forward to showing her, like, real Indiana Jones movies because I have a feeling she'll really fucking – she's going to love those, you know. Um, But, but yeah, I I remember that happening and just being like, uh, okay, that don't make no sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's just all – like there, there was a good idea in fucking Dial of Destiny. It just it didn't deliver in a lot of parts, you know. I mean, like the little the short round copycat, you know, the the actress, um, that, you know, that played the guy's daughter. Um, it, it was fine, but at the same Phoebe time, Waller. just like you know, yeah, Phoebe Waller. Yeah, I mean, she was okay, but it was like she got annoying after a while. Where you're like, all right, I I could use a lot less of her <laughs> if she would I, go away. I that'd might be, awesome. be wrong. But I think originally the plan might have been there was a spinoff that was supposed to occur, okay. and she was and she was supposed to be the lead. But mm. I know since since then, and before it was before the movie was released. I'm pretty sure everything like that had gotten tied to it as far as spinoffs and shit like that. Everything had been been taken off the table. Yeah, it was, just, it was a lot. Like there's just there was a lot of her, and I wanted a lot less. But you know, it, you're good in short bursts. But when we're getting all this time with you, I'm um, okay. I don't really need a lot of this. But you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, just it's, mutt all over again. It's just now it's somebody yeah. else's kid. Yeah, with the little oh, kid now that he's dead. Now, now that he's dead, now you remember his name. Well, because we reminded him. Well, you guys reminded me just a couple seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> he signed up because he didn't like me, and then he died. First day, he didn't even touch the ground yet. He got shot to death. It was crazy. He just got he off the died plane, and he got shot him. to death. So <laughs> yeah. Kid Rico told him to take his helmet off. 
<laughs> and he died. Don't, don't, don't even laugh. Like a good name into this. <laughs> <laughs> he just bounced around with a bunch of monkeys against the Russians in the last one, but now he's dead. Vietnam killed him. I told him not to go. <laughs> it's insane. I love the fact that they just fucking dropped it like that. They're just like, oh, yeah, by the way, he's dead. <laughs> you know, it's, I just, I fucking was laughing the entire time when he's talking about it. Like, yeah, told him not to go, but he's like, I got to defy you, Indy. You know, oh, don't get killed. First day. <laughs> his hair wasn't even cut yet. They didn't even shave his hair off. He fucking died in the chair. <laughs> Where did he go where Chucky was, man? <laughs> they shave your hair off when you go to basic training and he fucking died in the chair. <laughs> he just had a heart attack. Not my hair! <laughs> yep, and must die. Dishonorable discharge. <laughs> First day, but all right. Um, okay, so I don't think we're going to get the hard news. Because we're kind of late in the show now because we talked about Indy for a while. So we'll, we'll cover it next week. Uh, so oh, cool. man. Uh, your pick for tonight is Killing Ground from 2016, directed by Damian Power from 2016. <clears throat> Wanted to give us a synopsis and uh, what you thought about it. So, uh, so, so we catch up with Indiana Jones, and he's, and he's young. Uh, oh, wait. No, sorry. Wrong movie. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Killing um, Ground. Belongs in Museum. Killing Ground. So, we, uh, you know what, last week I uh, it was too hot out around here and I was stuck working real late, so I wasn't coming on the show, needed to pick something, so I was like, hey, uh, I, I forget, I put something else out there for you and you said we had chosen it already, so I looked Summer at the list that I have. Yes, yeah, so I, I wanted something summery is basically what it is. I wanted something that, like, represented, like, summer, going on, like, a vacation. I had no idea that this, this movie comes up in a list of, like, summer horror movies to watch. Meanwhile, it's what? taking place on New okay. Year's fucking – it's taking place on New Year's. <laughs> so, so, so that's what I get to fucking yeah, check yeah. this and not fucking, like, you know. Yeah, yes, and, but and their, their, winter, their winter – Oh, uh, when like you know, our winter holidays are in the summertime for them. So, <laughs> summer. Sure, go with that. Summer, is that summer? And oh, summer, summer, summer. Crikey! So, so summer, summer. Thing to do is uh, yep, in, in this movie. There's uh, you know, I don't know. It's a bunch of fucking people getting raped and and. and but not really, because you don't see any of it. And, and, and it's your typical fucking, like, hills have eyes type of fucking scenario, you know? Like, you see everything coming, like, 18 miles away. So, you know, even the little uh, even the little time jump and shit like that, it was like, all right, I know that they're not around at the same time as them, because it's just way too fucking obvious, because this little girl's running around fucking, you know, suntanning herself and all this and that, and this guy keeps saying, oh, hey, we haven't seen them all day. Um... You know, I, I I think overall the movie's tension was good. Uh, I think that uh, the performances were not terrible. Uh, predictable, yes. And, you know, the, the points where they could have stood out by, like, by, by doing the last house on the left and, like, taking that violence to the next level, you know, which is something which when I, when I read up on this, you know, quickly, it said, like, you know, oh, the sheer brutality that this movie shows, you know, and I'm like, now, now I realize that whoever made that list never saw Last House on the Left, like, and I mean the original one, you know, because oh, yeah. the brutality yeah. shown in this, 
this movie has its, and I can see where if you're like a jaded audience or you're you're somebody, or not a jaded audience, but if you're like a a a, a, a youthful naive audience that's never seen a film like this, you're gonna watch this and say, oh my god, this is terrible, this is violent. Look what they did. You know, for me, I'm like, ah, shit. I wish they would have shown it. Um, <laughs> again, like I said, over, overall, I, I enjoyed the film. I, I thought it was fun, a little bit long, but aside from that, it was uh, it was a good time. All right. So, Dean, what did you think about Killing Ground? So, thank you. I'm glad that you oh, said that you, you you just discovered this on a list of like. Oh, sorry, was it Monkey's turn? I, my, my audio cut for a second. No, no, okay. no, 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 no it's your, your turn. Audio, Go ahead. Your audio cut, and I, and I started, like, doing you, but then you came back, so. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, there's, like, a, like a blip in the in the Matrix or whatever the fuck the, the youngsters say these days. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> yeah, the um, I'm glad you said that you saw this on, like, a, on like a list of summer horror movies because I was curious as to where uh, you discovered this one from because... Uh, this is one that before your pick I had never heard of before. Uh, you know, obviously hadn't seen it before. And, um, yeah, uh, similarly, I wish that, uh, you know, there would have been more shown. Like, I'm kind of at the stage of my viewership of things where I just want to see the fucking brutality. Um you know, and, and that depends on how well it's implied, of course. I don't, I don't mean always. Um, but, yeah, you know, I thought that this was, uh, you know, like a traditional kind of outdoor kind of survival horror thriller um, that, like, you know, tried to hit the, all the notes that it's, you know, a film of this ilk is supposed to hit. Um, I'm glad it was the pick. Uh, you know, I, I won't say that I loved it, but I enjoyed my viewing, if you will. Okay. All right, Monkey, what'd you think about Killing Ground? Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie, Australian. Um, again, another movie to help solidify the fact that I am never, ever going to go fucking camping again, ever in my life. <laughs> I, nope. Like, I grew I'm up hating, like, I grew up having to do that shit every summer, every winter, you know, I fucking hate camping, you know, again, this movie solidified <laughs> it, you know, with the Australian, like the ghoul said, Australian remake of, you know, Last House on the Left, but this time we have the last tent on the left, uh, because literally, <laughs> the, the, no, literally, you watch the movie, every time they show the family's tent, it is left up front. So, so yep. it is the last tent on the left. <laughs> And it's just, you know, here, you're going to pick a romantic spot and, you know, now, nah, you know, going to be on the little beach-like thing here in the middle of the fucking woods. No, it's fucking <laughs> Australia, man. And, like, you know, shit comes out of the water. Shit comes out of the woods. Everything in Australia is there to fucking kill you. No, no. <laughs> Not my idea of a good weekend. Um, so, yeah, that solidified that shit for me. Ah, and like you guys, yeah, I wanted more. It's like it had potential to go there, and, you know, like we always say, it just did not have testicular fortitude to go the distance, and, like, just give us the good, you know, make our skins crawl, you know, like, you know, that's what I wanted, 
you know, I, 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 it just left me wanting, you know. So, King, what did you think? Pretty much the same thing you just said, is that I remember seeing this movie a couple of years ago, and I don't remember where I saw it. I think it might have been on one of the streaming services I have. Um, and I don't mind Australian horror. Like, Wolf Creek is pretty good. Uh, the Lovely Ones, we covered on the show, fucking great. That's an Aussie uh, horror film. This movie, it's just, it's like, oh, we're going to, we're going to fucking go there, right? Like, we're going to do it. And then they, they don't. You know, they're, it, it's not like Virus 32 all over again, where you see the fucking baby, and you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, they're going to fucking do it. And then you're like, well, they don't. <laughs> so it's fine. You know, and then they try to be clever, and they're like, oh, we're going to flash back, and then we're going to go to the present, and then we're going to flash back. It's like, no, it's annoying. It's fucking annoying, because I'm like, wait, where, where are we right now? Are we in the present or in the pa- Oh, we're in the past. We're in the past. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe, like, I maybe you needed a dial of destiny to figure it out. <laughs> well, I don't want to meet Archimedes, so I'm good. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's a bloodless horror film. And like the ghoul had said, you know, I kind of wanted The Last House on the Left. I kind of wanted that from the villains of this movie, but they were so just kind of drab. Like, there was nothing interesting about the villains. Like, they weren't charismatic at all. They weren't fucking villainous. They were just kind of there. They're just kind of fucking bad people. <laughs> there was nothing about them where you're like, oh, shit, like that guy. Like, you know, um, like German, you know, I wanted him to be like Krug. And he was just kind of like, eh, yeah, I kind of like killing people every now and then. <laughs> it's like, it was just kind of, kind of a bore. And, you know, when they go to certain places uh, with Ollie, I'm like, okay, now we're in it. Now we're in it. But, nope, they don't. They just they cut away real fast. And I, I hate when they do that. Like, push us as an audience. Like, we're all fucking jaded. You, me, ghoul, monkey, <laughs> Dean, we're all fucking jaded because we've seen all these horror films. So when you see a movie like this, you want it to push the envelope. But then when it doesn't, you're like, well, it's not that great. So, you know, they it's like they tried, but this is like a PG-13 horror movie. Like, I couldn't believe it was rated R. I was like, what? For what? <laughs> what in this movie garnered and rated it R? It showed the young girl <laughs> tiny. saw her butt. Oh, yeah, that's it. So. And I think they said fuck three times. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> so... Uh, my my narration is very light, so if you guys have anything you want to add, feel free. Um, so Ian and Sam are a couple taking a romantic trip for New Year's Eve in the outback. They head to a remote beach where we can get away from the pressures of city life. On the way, they meet German, a man who advises them to set up camp at a beach near a waterfall. When they arrive, they set up camp next to an abandoned campsite with no traces of his occupants. We cut back to a house where we see... German is living along with his buddy Chuk. Ian and Sam set up camp, and Sam suggests that they get married, and Ian's like, yeah, we should totally do that. I'm going to call my sister. <laughs> oh, wait, there's no fucking service out here. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and at the beginning, you have scratch this. Scratch that off the you have, No yep. phone. And you also have the... And you have the trope of ask the scary guy for directions because that's going <laughs> to come in later, too. <laughs> At a banjo, gas station. Shut up. I love like, banjo. Banjo is adorable. Wim alone. <laughs> I love you, banjo. Just wanted to cuddle up next to banjo the entire time. Poor dog just wants to bark. <laughs> so we, 
like I said, we, we get flashbacks for this movie uh, about what happened to the family that's living at the campsite, so I'm just going to fucking give it to you. Um, so we cut to three days earlier, the Baker family, Robert, Margaret, their 16-year-old daughter, Emily, and their infant son, Ollie. They've been camping in the same place as Ian and Sam. German and Chuk showed up at the campsite, kidnapping Robert, Margaret, and Emily, unaware of Ollie's presence. German and Chuk raped Margaret and Emily and tortured the family before murdering them all. After spotting Ollie in a photo on Emily's cell phone, they returned to search for him, but he had wandered off. Just like Oliver Reed, that guy was out of there. He's like, all right, I'm done. Yep, yep, gonna, gonna go off my own head for a little bit. And just all the scenes, like, this little dude able to, like, walk over this fucking terrain, man. It's like, again, I guess, like, Australian babies grow up, like, way stronger than American kids. <laughs> yeah, because that, cause if it was an American kid, they would, like, would have been stumbling and falling all over the fucking place. But this little Australian baby was just high-stepping all over the place. What? What? You want me to walk over these crocodiles? No problem. I got this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All Australian of babies rule. Yeah, Alan was fucking taking apart snakes and spiders. Like, fuck these spiders. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, they're fucking hardcore. Like, you know, surely you have to be hardcore. So following New Year's Eve, where Sam becomes concerned over the abandoned campsite, she wants to go tell a ranger, but unfortunately their car has a flat tire that Ian will have to fix. As Sam grabs her belongings, we see a baby Ollie wandering around behind her, just fucking stumbling along, like I said, too much to drink. <laughs> Heartbreak. What is that? Is it a baby? <laughs> Ollie's all popped up on Red Bull. There were moments in this movie that were, like, really well staged, and this is one of them. Like, you know, you see this mm-hmm. baby in the background. It's a great uh, with the ghoul girl and like you know the second she sees it you know it triggers that that automatic like protection thing that you know i guess obviously women you know have more than 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 men do but uh regarding children but like you know it's automatically like oh shit you know this kid's still there you know god help you know like just the idea of being that close to being able to help somebody but not doing it because you're so like in your own thing at the time like it's it's just it's a scary thought you know like because you're just so mm-hmm. lost in your mm-hmm. own fucking world um you know so so yeah i was like oh fuck you know save the fucking kid please <coughs> so i was quite glad when she goes back and the kid like when she was going back i was expecting to find out like the kid was in the fucking lake like that's what i said i was like ah fuck the kid drowned you know but uh but no thankfully he is no. uh, still alive at this point He's on the trailer, smoking a cigarette. He's having a Foster's. He's fine. <laughs> oh, All right, buddy. Catch up to you later. <laughs> I'm in the bush. See you in a minute. <laughs> so Trip Sam the sees Ian struggling. All that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. Hope it didn't go down again. I'm a baby. <laughs> He's just t- taking a walkabout. <laughs> yeah. He's like the fucking baby from, uh, from Roger Rabbit, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh. A cigar hanging out of his mouth. Oh, hey, he might be going. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I love that fucking That was me right there. That was me as I was born. That fucking baby. There's a stogie hanging out of my mouth. I want to watch some fucking horror movies. Put on a Halloween for me, would you, babe? Just slapping a nurse on the ass. Stop it. Give me a stogie and fucking Halloween 6, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's that already. Make it happen. 
So uh, Sam sees Eve struggling with the flat and goes off to get some water. But we soon Man. hear her scream, and she found <laughs> baby Ollie. Yes. Why, why should Ian try to change that tire? I'm like, dude, just stand on He's the fucking pussy. tire iron. He sand on the tire iron, pull on the wheel well, and it'll pop loose. <laughs> yeah, but no, he's like, oh, God, it's so tight. I was like, you're, you're a bitch. Yeah, but he's, and he's trying and other he nuts he can't get them off either. But, yeah, step on the fucking thing, please. Like, that's all I'm thinking yep. as well. <laughs> yeah. But I was waiting for the obligatory injury to happen. Because, you know, I've, I, it was yep. like a spike. The handcuff, you know what I yeah. Mean? So, like, it had, like, such a sharp tip. I was waiting for him to, like, cut his arm open and be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is why he won't be able to do certain things because he'll be injured. Yeah, yeah. And then, who, and then, who, the, who the fuck goes camping without a toolkit? Without a toolbox? <laughs> yeah. It's like no, you know, we're gonna be a yeah. long ways away from shit. Yeah, we probably ought to pack some tools in the car too. <laughs> it's like his first time changing a tire. He's like, oh wow, my first time. All right, hope I do good. <laughs> How the fuck do you know? God damn it! Like I was so fucking mad. I was like, we've all been there. We've had to change a flat. We want to do it. He's like, oh what? What? What's this thing? This uh, thing you got to put in the tire and pop it off of. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> um, I, I was half expecting him to start trying to turn it the other way. <laughs> I know. I, I, Monkey, you brought that up. I'm so glad that you did because I thought that was going to happen. He was going to keep turning it fucking right. And he'd be like, why is this fucking working? And then all of a sudden he puts it to the left. He's like, oh, I have to turn it to the left to get the fucking thing off. Wow. <laughs> I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> so Sam takes the baby back to their car and try to think about what their next move should be. Ian's going to go up to the road and seek out help while Sam stays with Ollie. And that's when we see German returning home to find a note left by Chook that reads, Gone Hunting. Chook drives oh, up fuck. to Sam and Ian, <laughs> and they explain the situation to him real fucking fast. Like, you know, something's fucking baby. We got a flat tire. We don't know what to do. And he's like, it's okay. So fucking, you know. He's like, ah, it's fine. Like, uh, you know, then yeah, I go back to my car and get the medical kit. And then he shows up with the fucking rifles, and he's like, well, you know, we might see some pigs out there. You need to shoot them. You know, you never know okay. what's going to happen. But, but the look of shock on their faces when he pulls out the rifle, that's a big fucking deal in Australia because firearms are very, very rare there. Very really? few people actually. Like England? Yes. Yeah, it's like. No, oh, I thought the they were cool weapons. No, no, it uh, no. There's at a point they actually um, collected over a million rifles. Like the government confiscated them and ground them up and all that kind of shit. It's a big hmm. thing about Yeah, it's very hard to own firearms. It's like over there. It's like it, you got to have you know shit where nothing more than a five. five bullet magazine you got to sit there and take a background check you got to sit there and take like a month-long safety course and then you have to have like quote air quotes special circumstances to be able to own this you know like farming ranching you know special hunting you know yeah <laughs> so i mean they have spiders that's why the that's fucking dinner plates they should just give everybody a gun yeah. it wasn't australia like yeah Exactly right. Uh, I don't know if you're exactly right on all this, Monkey, because you know, uh, in Australia, they they actually they they do allow hunting and stuff like that. They actually will give minors 
some licenses. Uh, I think it's from like age 12 to, to 15 or 16 can get licenses for, for firearms for hunting purposes. Uh, AR-15s, all that stuff. It, like they, they have similar gun laws to no. us as far as like no. that kind of a- stuff goes. AR-15, AR-15s are it, only allowed if you are a competition shooter. You are not allowed okay, to. Still, no, no, no regular person weapon. is allowed to. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no. yeah, but you have to you have to prove receipts of income from competitions and stuff like that to be able to own an AR-15. Okay, which again, if somebody wants to do something, they will do it, as we see here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> is that what Shook had, Monkey? Did he? Have, you know, I thought it was just a rifle. No, it was just a bolt action. Yeah, it was just a bolt, yeah, bolt, bolt action. Uh, yeah. yeah, bolt action. Yeah, I'm, I'm just explaining why their look of shock was, like, you know, partly why it was so big of just seeing a firearm. It's because, again, people yeah. just don't carry them. <laughs> I didn't think I that, though. I, think it, I just thought they I, were I just surprised. Like, people, yeah. I think most people, if somebody just pulls yeah. a gun on them, when it's by so, yeah. you know, the guy pulls out a gun, they're not expecting to see it because, you know, they're not fucking, they're not those types of people. He's a doctor and she's a waif, you know what I mean? Like, we don't even know what she really is. <laughs> no, she's a gold digger is what she is. She's waiting to get that doctor money. <laughs> That's why she sticks it in so She ain't going for yeah. the yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think even I would have fine. a shot like that if I was with somebody, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing somebody show up. Yeah, now he knows all the vertebrates. I mean, I think even I would have a shock like that. If I'm looking for somebody and all of a sudden this guy's like, here's my rifle, big. what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I would be like, all right, that's fucking weird, but all right, let's go with it. Yeah, and I yeah you always freak out whenever I, yeah, you always freak out when I have <laughs> pull up the pistol and you're like, oh, shit. What? Because <laughs> I don't like guns. I don't like guns. He I'm needs a guy. I don't like <clears throat> I don't like guns. You know that, monkey. I just, I'm a fist guy. Like, if I can't beat you to death with my fists, I don't care. I don't, I don't use guns. I just, I don't care for them. They, they, you know, they make me nervous. So, um, so anyway, Chuck persuades Ian to go and search for the missing family. As we flash back to the murder of the family, we see that German has also arrived at the campsite where Ian and Cook hike through the woods. Chuck intends to take Ian up to the killing ground to taunt him with the corpses as part of the fun. When they arrive, the pair discovers that Margaret didn't die from her injuries and crawled off into the creek. Ian tries desperately to save her, but Chook shoots her and kills her right on the spot. And that's when Chook's like, hey, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go rape fucking Sam. So that's going to be cool, right? He's like, that's not really fucking cool. So Ian charges forward and knocks him down. But rather than fighting Chook, Ian runs off in a panic as Chook chases after him. Because as we'll find out, he was a bitch. He yeah, is a bitch. Limpy, he man. is a fucking no, big old man. Bitch. Someone, threatens to, someone threatens to sit there and rape your woman. You don't just push him down and run away. You I'm get killing that. you. Once you down, you beat, <laughs> yeah. the, you beat the fuck out of that motherfucker with whatever you can fucking yeah. find. <laughs> so we cut back to the, the campsite where German tries to abduct Sam from her car, but she slashes uh, his wrist <clears throat> and escapes while, with Ollie into the woods. German releases his dog, Banjo, to attack them. However, Banjo gets distracted by a wild boar and leaves German to chase after them instead. He's like, oh, cool, food. You had one shot. 
Oh, He's like, did I do good? <laughs> did I do good, Daddy? <laughs> no, you didn't do good. You want to fuck one go? Dude, look, I got the pig. I got the piggy, Daddy. I got the piggy. <laughs> do you like it, Daddy? Meanwhile, it was so great when he's fucking killing the fucking bull. You get it, Banjo. You get it. You're adorable, Banjo. <laughs> Don't let your master fucking tell you otherwise. You're great. Kill that bull, eat it, and then come back. And especially when, you know, Banjo takes off and he's supposed to be looking ferocious. He's got the biggest <laughs> fucking horrible. smile on his face when he's running. Yeah. It's like, you know, instead of that, <laughs> rah, 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 he's, he, he's got that, you know, oh, I'm going for a ball smile on his face. Tongue hanging yeah. out and shit like that. His tail's up, you know, and I was like, oh, they fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if Banjo kept up to you and he caught you, he'd just want to get belly rubs. He would just drop his fucking back. He's like, ah, I'm loving life right now. <laughs> Banjo, kill him. Ah, I'm too good right now. I'm good. I'm getting better. <laughs> Why do they even keep you around? <laughs> so in the woods, Chook mistakenly shoots Sherman, thinking he's Ian. Chook apologizes to German as Ian watches from a hiding spot. Nearby, Ollie begins to cry, giving away Sam and Ollie's location. Ian attempts to retrieve German's sniper rifle, but he's too afraid, so he has to go back to his hiding spot. Bitch. I fucking okay. hate you, man. Like, I just I hated him so much. And every every time yeah, Chook shoots, every every time Chook shoots, the other bitch is he's right-handed. He's putting the stock to his right shoulder, but then he's cro- like obviously this motherfucker has never shot a rifle because he's crossing the rifle over and then he's scoping through his left eye instead of his mm-hmm. right eye. And I'm like, yeah, what? It's my good eye. He's supposed to be the. Ba- he said he's supposed to be the better of the team. If it's your good eye, shoot with your left shoulder. That's how I grew up shooting because I couldn't blink with my right eye. <laughs> but still, I was like, he's crossing it over. <laughs> he's like, his body is so twisted, he's not going to be able to hit a fucking thing. <laughs> he has obviously never handled a firearm before. <laughs> you couldn't blink with us? Uh-uh. Yeah, man, I... They taught me that when I was in the Boy no. Scouts when I was BB shooting. No. They taught me to learn how to blink with yeah. both eyes so I could do either or. Yeah. Like, I fucking had to no, take I, on that. <laughs> no, I, I could only like, close yeah. my right eye, so I had to learn how to wow, shoot left-handed okay. as a kid. <clears throat> Wait, you can't close <laughs> yeah, no. your left eye? No, I can now, but then it was a thing of I just couldn't for some reason. Like, I, I, oh. you know, now I can, but uh, back then, for some reason, I, like, I just didn't have the muscle. I, I don't know. So I had to <laughs> learn how to shoot left-handed. <laughs> yeah, when I was in the scouts, they taught you to shoot with, like, you know, either or. They're like, close your left eye, close the right eye, close the left eye, close the right eye. <laughs> they, they wanted you to fucking learn. I never could fucking shoot right anyway. I sucked at it. So it didn't matter. I could still close, close, either eye, but... <laughs> close both eyes and, and don't don't tell your parents what I'm doing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I hooked up that time. I'll sleep over if you want. I'll be right over. Does she have Tang? <laughs> No. <laughs> King loves Tang. That don't mean food. It's what the astronauts drank. <laughs> nope, I love that Tang. Uh, yep. Uh, lock your mothers up. Andy's coming over. <laughs> uh, <what's going> on? <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'll watch Wheel of Fortune with you. <laughs> I'll let you guess all the puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change that type. 
it's it sad how accurate the life that actually is. <laughs> like, so, uh, okay, I brought you your Metamucil. So, yep. Do you want a back rub? Are you good? One of your foot rub? I know your son isn't paying attention to you, but I like you. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yep. Will you be my mommy? Wow. No, I didn't say that. Definitely didn't say that. <laughs> I was more like, show me them titties, and they're like, okay. <laughs> well, Jeopardy's on. Well, i got a half hour. What are they, what are they this in oh, no. I'll show you my titties. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you my titties. Will you take me to the Tim Hortons? Can we get a coffee afterwards? Get some poutine? <laughs> yes, we <Yeah>. can. <laughs> we can do whatever you want. You have the car and also, an ARP car. Also. All of a sudden, you're like, you're having milk porn in Canada? What the fuck's going on? Hey, milk porn in Canada is fucking great. Like, oh, yeah, that feels really good, yeah? Yeah, I'm feeling really good. You want to bring in the maple syrup? Oh, yeah. You know, it's really good. Yep, yep, that's really good there. And maybe we'll go see a Calgary game later. Want me to take you to a Calgary game? Well, I wouldn't mind it. Oh, I'll buy that Don't for a loony. <laughs> Don't sleep on the Canadian mothers, man. Canadian milk is pretty fucking great. And they'll cook for you afterwards, which is always good. No, never go hungry. So, uh, Chuck, you know, meanwhile, he's killed German, who begs him to end his suffering. Chuck snatches Ollie from Sam, and he's like, shut that baby up. And she's like, I can't, I can't do it. He's like, give me the fucking baby. No, I can't. No, I'm going to take it. Again, Virus 32 moment where I'm like, oh, shit, we're going to fucking do it. We're going to fucking do uh-huh. it, guys. And we just fucking get the slam. And she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? Oh, they cut the away. Babies cut dead. away. From... <laughs> you know what? You know what? Listen, they, they, this did it for, for the Google. She left. Really? She was like, really? all right, you know what? She goes, I'm fucking out of here. She goes, that, well, what her exact words were, that kid was the only hope that this movie still had of having a happy True. ending. So if they killed the kid, I don't want to bother watching the rest of the movie. Now, granted, she does, she did come back a few minutes later and continue okay. watching okay. the movie. But like, <laughs> uh, and, and it's, it's very rare that I see her, like, get, like, affected by something that way. And this one totally did. You know, I, I didn't think the kid would be dead. I'm, you know what? I no, didn't think the kid was dead when they first slammed him down. But then they showed you that nope. shot of just the body. And I thought his face looked a little fucked up. So I thought maybe they did actually fucking do it. But, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to see what happens. So yeah, I mean it was it was very fucking soft. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, you show the shot on the ground. You're like, okay, obviously he did it. You know, they put the bandaid on his forehead from earlier. I'm like, oh, there it is. But like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, you you think that he he's done. He's not. And like the ghoul said, we're going to talk about that. Um, but after Shook decides to leave with Sam, he's like, hey, Ian, we're going to the killing ground. Get your fucking lady, man. Get your fucking chick. And he's like, oh, I'm so scared. Oh, I piss a piss. Oh, piss shit. Oh, God. <laughs> I fucking I shit and piss. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know what I'm going to do. I so after Chuck was... <laughs> he did both. Guaranteed he just said it both. <laughs> I shit and piss, huh? 
that was my rap shit song earlier. And I, I was I was taking a leak, you know, and it was one of those where as I was pissing, I fart, and I was like, that's gonna be my fucking oh, my rap song. Dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I can't well, play yeah. cards like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're afraid. If I feel that fucking heat, I, I wasn't sit worried down, about right? it. Sit. Yeah. No. <laughs> if I feel that fucking Miami heat, I gotta fucking sit down. I'm like, nope, you are not leaving this bathroom until you fucking sit, man. Because <laughs> you're gonna fucking leave, and two seconds later, it's gonna be fucking. I have to throw this underwear away and never look at myself in the mirror ever again. Believe me, I've been there. <laughs> oh. Uh, after Chuck leaves with Sam, Ian stops hiding and notices German's car keys protruding from his pocket. Meanwhile, Chuck grows impatient that Ian hasn't come to save Sam, so he threatens to rape her. And that's when right then he hears Ian escaping in German's truck, and he's like, God, fuck it, pull up your pants, pull up your pants. I'm going to take <laughs> you away. So Chuck angrily drags Sam away as they attempt to intercept Ian. When they pass by German's corpse, Sam notices that Ollie is missing. Did he, Ian, take him? Did he go for the police? What is he going to do? We're going to find out. So once inside <laughs> Chuck's car, Chuck insults Ian for abandoning Sam, but Sam believes that Ian took Ollie with him, believing the best. He's you know, this guy the baby. that she wants to marry. <laughs> he took the baby. So as <laughs> Sam tries to fight Chuck, she ends up uh, having him causing the crash car into a tree. <laughs> and as night falls, Ian arrives at the police station and asks for help. He's accompanied by two he officers to the baby. campsite. <laughs> so nope, no baby. in the wreck of the car. Ian's my baby. bails once again. <laughs> oh, Ian, it's fucking constantly fucking bails. And tell your Ian, monkey, not to do this. Don't be this guy. <laughs> He's named Ian. Don't be this Ian. Be the fucking better Ian. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just going to be fucking slapping bitches in the face. Monkey daddy told me to do it. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm raising mine as like an Eng English-Scottish kind of Ian. Apparently not a wussy Australian-England Ian. <laughs> yeah, no. He's going to be slapping fucking faces and getting ass. <laughs> That's how he has to do it. So... Um, Sam awakens in the wreck of the car with her hands tied to the steering wheel and Chuck absent. The officers spot the wreckage when Sam flashes the head beams on the car, but Chuck immediately shows up and kills him as he exits the fucking police car. I fucking loved it. Fucking constable takes it to the fucking eye. The other cop takes it to the fucking chest. And like, oh, shit. <laughs> Chuck shoots him in the arm and then holds him fucking hostage. I was waiting to see the fucking peace standing from his pants. I was waiting cop. for it. <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. I was so waiting for Ian to have a piss stain in front of his pants. <laughs> he gets taken by Chuck. Oh, God, don't take me. We got that earlier in the movie, though, when uh, when the other daughter yeah. peed herself. Oh, yeah. Which was, like, sad. Because <laughs> that was, like, you know, she's obviously a teenager and terrified. But Ian definitely should have fucking shit and pissed himself. Like, oh, what's <laughs> yeah. this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, and see again, piss like I like I've said before, it's always a very effective thing. I feel like you know in most movies, mm -hmm. and like in this case here, 
Like, I think, like, you know, that that was, like, one of those things that, like, kind of, like, made it uncomfortable for all of a split second. And because they went as far as showing her pissing herself, you know, I was like, oh, okay, wow, they're going to really show us, like, you know, again, I, I had no idea that they were going to really not show us the, the rape sequence and everything. I figured if they were going this far, they were definitely going to take it to the next to the next step, so so being that the, the, the next step, step yeah. Was there was, yeah, the, it was just her fucking bare ass, like hanging out, you know. That was that weak fucking scene when they're on the killing ground, and uh, you know you have German asking, you know, Chooch, do you want to go again? You know, with Margaret, he's like, Nah, I'm good. Like, no, yeah, you probably want to go again because you're supposed to be fucking evil characters. <laughs> but you know, yeah. No, I'm good. Let's no, just no, go, that's, that's the thing, though. I'm fucking sad. With that, anyway, though, that they they don't. You know what I mean? Because again, it's it's been used up. It was that one. It was that one time. Once the the person is defeated, and and a resistant target anymore, there's no interest mm-hmm. in in the the rape. You know, actually, again, yeah. what's fascinating with the whole piss sequence is just that they they do say that, like, you know what I mean? Try to try to do things like that to, like, make yourself disgusting to, to the person that, that could be doing it. You know, you never know. That that might be what, you know, keeps them from fucking, you know, doing something like that. Yeah. Obviously not no, saying that to piss yourself, ladies. But, you know, you know piss it, on it yourself, shit on sense. yourself, like, make yourself just not available to the rapist. But, like, it was just it's such a weird moment where it's like, are they trying to make Chook seem like he's sympathetic? Like, it's a bad fucking way to do it. Like, nah, man, I'm good. Like, you know, it's cool. Then you have Germans saying, pick up your fucking gun. He's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I'm like, stop making these fucking people sympathetic. They're fucking one Well, I think, the, I think the idea is similar to, like, the whole, uh, the whole thing you get in Hostel 2, in which, you know, oh, the one okay. character that, that you're expecting to be, like, the nice guy turns out to be the fucked up guy, you know, like that, that type of deal is what they were going for. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't work. No, you know, Chook is fucked up. He's fucked up right from the start, you know, so. Dude, but Hostel 2 is so fucking good, though. When you get to that fucking ending and you have the, the one girl surviving and she fucking makes the dog eat his fucking balls, like, she's like, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> it's so it's a nice good. it's a nice twist end to have her end up yep, being like a rich fucking kid that could actually be a part of the of the crew. Definitely a nice yep. twist. That's how you do. She a gets the bloodhound tattoo on her. Oh yeah, it's so fucking good. Like I didn't see that coming. Or the fucking intro with Jay Hernandez. <laughs> he fucking gets got in the cold open. I'm like, oh shit, okay. So, this guy's survived everything in hostel. Gets fucking taken out within the first five minutes of this fucking movie. I think Eli Hostel knew what Eli Roth was doing, so amazing. Um, so Sam takes uh, Chook and Ian with her as they're driving. Sam asks Ian if Ollie survived, but Ian tells her that Ollie was never with him, and he ran off from oh. police because he didn't know oh. what to do. And he's like, this- <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what? She's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what to do, so I just I kind of left. But we do see Ali has survived. He's crawling along. He meets up with Banjo. That's the better fucking movie for the sequel. Ali and Banjo in the fucking bush. Ali and Banjo. Fucking surviving <laughs> off the land. <laughs> Oi, Ali and Bush, surviving off the land. 
Because <laughs> you, know, you know that baby's dead. In real life, that baby's dead. But at the same time, in fucking alternate universe land, Ollie and Banjo have a great fucking TV series. Well, no. And the adventures of Ollie and Banjo. plenty of pigs. So it's not like you got to go the horror route and let the dog eat the kid. You know, you, you can actually, because no. there's other food. We've, we've seen them. So Ollie just needs to figure out how to cook. Uh, and we'll be all right. So once he <laughs> learns how to make fire, he'll survive. In a week, in, in Australian time, he'll learn that in a week. You know, <laughs> it's going to be like real Mad Max territory. It's going to be fucking Mad Ollie for the rest of the fucking you know, next movie, where he's just driving in a fucking you know car, like I need to find water. Damn, Ollie's a badass. <laughs> Banjo's in the passenger seat wearing sunglasses. Oh, Damn, Ollie, where'd you get all that leather armor? <laughs> I did what I had to do. My family's dead. <laughs> he fell from the sky. Ollie. Because, Ollie Walker. I mean, Ollie. Marmarland. I mean, the implication in the movie is that Ollie's dead. Yeah, I mean. The implication is that Ollie's dead. Like he's being protected by Banjo, but he's fucking—he's a baby. Like, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I love that series. The Adventures of Ollie and Banjo. Eight o'clock. It's only—it's it's only two days left. It's only two episodes. <laughs> the series finale is two episodes. <laughs> but the series has started. Nope, series finale. Ollie's dead. <laughs> With the big ass forehead that he had, I'm like, come on, that guy could think on his feet. <laughs> so while driving out of the campsite, Sam revolves to stop Chook and violently crashes the vehicle. Ian falls unconscious and Chook, badly injured, manages to get away from the wreckage. Scam scuffles with Chook for a little while for his handgun before she eventually smashes his head with a large rock, finally killing him. So Chook, no more. Obviously, Sam having to revert to a kind of a feral standpoint and killing Shook with the fucking rock. Worked better in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. <laughs> Where you have that rock and killing the armadillo. And that's how Weatherface dies with a rock to the fucking face. Made sense. They brought it back. But in this movie, you know, <laughs> Sam is just fucking, you fucking left Dolly? I got to take my anger out on somebody. Kill them both. <laughs> At this point, kill them both. Nobody's going to suspect you of murdering both of them. You get a script. They both tried to rape me. It was fucking bad. <laughs> you can make up a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> you know, against, you know, Ian and fucking Chook. Like, they were in cahoots together. He's terrible. Somebody needs to take him out. There was so many ways they could have gone with that, but no, they didn't. She just takes out Chook because Ian's a bitch, and he falls in the falls unconscious again. <laughs> and God. And and he she was stuck sleepy. with him because the, and she stuck with them because he's engaged. They're engaged, you know. So she after well, this, I'm wondering she's probably married like, yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're, they're not getting married, monkey. Are you kidding me? They're not getting married at this point. No, it, it, I mean we'll talk about the ending in a minute, but yeah, they, their future is not set. <laughs> Sam has a lot yeah, of things like, to do about just like Terminator. Eating. <laughs> That's where Ollie comes in. Oh, it's Ollie and Nader. 
He's half man, half Ollie robot. Now. Yeah, Ollie need her. <laughs> Ollie need her. With the sunglasses <laughs> on. And all Ollie, he's like and Nader, I said, Ollie and Nader. I'm like, what? Like like a Middle Eastern kid named Nader? <laughs> no. No, Ollie Nader. Not the Terminator. It's Ollie Nader. <laughs> you know, where he's, he survived in the outback and he became half human, half robot. <laughs> and he has to hunt down insane. That's his only fucking mission. Take out the robot designed for your sexual pleasure? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what it is all about when he becomes older. Um, in the end, Sam wakes up in a hospital room. She leaves to find Ian recovering from his broken arm in another room. Sam stands silently beside his bed as they fucking cut to fucking credits. Like, okay, so we're just done. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. my. And, like, no, ex- right. ex- <laughs> no explanation, no closing, you know, sentiment, nope. nothing. It's just, yeah. Just in no marble level yeah. fucking end scene, yeah, and no post credit. There, yeah, there's no, no post credit. Ollie teaming up. <laughs> Ollie and Banjo teaming up to fucking take no three conclusions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you know, post credit scene. You know, uh, uh, Ollie and Banjo will return. <laughs> in the next uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Avengers of the Universe. <laughs> I am Ollie. <laughs> I am Ollie. Oi, 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 But I love how the the Wikipedia for the ending of the movie says that Sam walks into Ian's room and looks at him with disappointment. I'm like, really? Yeah, it's a lot of fucking disappointment. Because you want the fucking baby out fucking bush to fucking just die. Like, yeah, as soon as he wakes up, they're like, hey, we need to talk about the fucking baby. What baby? Ollie? Oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. No, I think we need to have a conversation about that. <laughs> oh, he should have been like, where's the baby? It should have been like, what baby? Oh, then she didn't go out there. There you go. You got to go with the Friday the 13th ending, you know? <laughs> yeah. Having Ollie jump out of the water like fucking Jason Voorhees is right there. Ian's in a canoe. No! <laughs> then he's a smash cut. What, Loomis? Uh, Loomis shows up too? <laughs> no! Yeah. Loomis is always there. Loomis is always around, man. <laughs> well, Ian, I thought I would take you out in a boat. You need to get your therapy for what happened to the little Ollie. What's that? There's a little rocking in the boat. No, Ollie, no, no. <laughs> Smash cut to the Loomis just tries to fix everything, and he fucking fails horribly. Because Loomis does not know how to fix his problem. I have a gun. That's all he has. No, man. Loomis would send Ian out on that boat by himself, and he would just stand on the bank with a smile on his face while holding the lighter because he knows what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he just smiling at me holding that lighter? I don't know. <laughs> just, that's what he does. No, it's okay, Ian. Go further out. Go further out to the water. No killer babies in there named Ollie. <laughs> No, you're fine. <laughs> oh, Dr. Lumis being attacked by a killer baby. Oh, it's okay. 
Lighter. <laughs> did you come with a bottle of gasoline? Sure did. <laughs> Covering bases, Ian. Covering bases. <laughs> no, 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 now you're overriding. You're making it seem like Loomis actually uses that lighter. He just pulled it. <laughs> he used it in fucking Halloween too. He used that like a motherfucker. It's time, Michael. <laughs> Boom. There goes the surgery room in Haddonfield Memorial. He knows how to use a lighter. He's not afraid. He doesn't like to smoke cigarettes. Think. Not a cigarette smoker, but I'll use your lighter to blow things up. That's right. Your old pal Loomis likes to blow rooms up. Especially with Michael inside. Michael, come along, Michael. It's time. <laughs> we can't take you anywhere. Also, Loomis your Loomis has you know, also your your Loomis has shifted in gears and became like a Mark Hamill Joker. <laughs> well, no, if we, well, no, you know what it is. It became, it became the Loomis from the Rob Zombie remakes. That it's the Malcolm <laughs> McDowell that he's doing now. <laughs> oh, <the Malcolm> McDowell. <laughs> well, Michael can't solve your problems. Gotta go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. Can't help you anymore because we become friends, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. Gotta go fight a girl in a tank. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've got to get some milk money at the fucking sucker. See you later, Michael. Uh, what's up? <laughs> What the fuck is suckle? She gotta go get the in and out, in and out, Michael. Don't know where I'm gonna get it from. Wrong, wrong. Right, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Michael, my little jokey. <laughs> You're my favorite jokey, Michael. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dean, your pick is next week. What do you have for us? What are we talking about? Uh, you know, King, it is my pick uh, next week. And I'm here to tell you uh, what we are going to talk about. A yes. recent film from 2022. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it can Ooh. be currently seen on uh And this film... Uh, directed by Robbie Banfitch is called The Outwaters. Okay. The Outwaters. Okay. Uh, the, right. Outwaters. The, Outwaters. the Outwaters. The Outwaters. The Outwaters. All right. Outwaters. Did you did you find this on a, a list of uh, summer horror? <laughs> I did not. Does it take place during the summer? <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is actually one I wanted to check out, so it'll be my first time viewing, but I remember hearing about it last year. I just never got a chance to see it in theaters, so we're going to be there checking out the Atwaters next week, 22. And then we have it, so moving on from there. So, all right, we'll be back here next week with the Dean's Pick of the Atwaters. So thank you so much for joining us, Dean, as we close out the show. Oh, it's been it's been my pleasure, as, as always, uh, to discuss all of these fine films that we have here at, at Talking Terror. And we do love pleasing you, Dean. We live to please you. We love pleasing you. I love it. You taste good. You feel good. Pleasing me? Pleasing? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Pleasing, pleasing, teasing, seizing. Whatever way. We just want you to come. That's all. It's our ultimate goal. So. (laughs) 
Monkey, oh, I want you to go ahead and sign yourself off. <laughs> oh, oh all right. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for listening, for Fright Fans, and letting us come in your ears. Good night, everybody. <laughs> all right, cool. Why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Uh, I mean, as the king helps the bean come, uh, I will uh, say to you, stay scared. Please, stay scared, because I am. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to get drained, you know? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? It's fine, man. That's what we're here for. We're here to help each other come. We come together, the whole thing. It's fine. So, anyway, as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Hail Odorous. Watch horror movies. Keep America strong. And we'll see you back here next week for the Dean's Film Pick of the Week, The Atwaters. And come.